Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Live on ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Hello and welcome to the show brought to you by Auto Owls, the auto mechanics and electricians, the specialists, the best in the game with 24-hour service. I am James Broadhurst, joining me as he always does. Callum Robson, how are you, sir? Always good. Now, we are up and about because, guess who we've got in the studio with us? We've got a special host, Leia Ernest. How are you? Very good, very good. Very good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Now bit of your background. You're currently on TAB Radio over here in the West, aren't you? I am indeed. I announce for TAB at the, at the moment. Yes, and good. And you've got a keen interest in greyhound racing. I do. It's probably my favourite code. All right. When I say probably, it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good. Glad we've confirmed that. We'll catch up a little bit more with you later on. Cal, we're looking forward to this weekend or not? Uh, sure, some good racing. Uh, Saturday's got the two heats of the a spring gift, which will be pretty good. And I think Friday night's probably a bit subpar, but there are a couple of interesting races. Yes, certainly was. What's the first race we're looking at here, Leia? The race five, mixed 2-3 over the 4.05. Indeed. Look, uh, as you mentioned, Cal, look, the Friday one probably we've been used to really great cards. Uh, this one's maybe just a moderate one, but this race is uh, certainly a very interesting one, I thought. Son of Jamaica out of box one. Uh, Mauritian Jets also in there. Jump in line. Uh, last start winner for new trainer Amanda Linnott. Uh, and a few other handy dogs in there like Tours uh, Rolleston. Uh, how are we looking at this uh, race here? Very interesting race. I've narrowed it down to two dogs. Son of Jamaica versus Mauritian Jet. I don't think Mauritian Jet is... Well, I think it is suited to the outside. I think it will stay down the outside and can muster up. Does tend to miss the start a little bit. The issue is there is a lot of speed to the inside. Royce Minnelli last week went 660 early. Kenya Bandito went um, under 660 early. And Chevy's goal can go really quick early. And both want to use a lot of the track. So they could get into Mushin's Jetway, which leaves Son of Jamaica box one. Back to the 405. Goes a lot better at Mandra. Is able to muster up. And I think we'll be able to grip on late. Yeah, certainly does go a lot better at Mandra, uh, doesn't he, Son of Jamaica. Last three at Cannington has been thereabouts, but hasn't been winning. But... Uh, before that, the three runs at the, over the 405 at Mandra, first, second, first. So certainly is the track that uh, he wants to be on. Yeah, it's a hard one to do form for because if you do based off those 380 runs, it's not gone well at all. Um, most of them it's had every possible, especially last start, and only went 22-27, which is pretty moderate over the 380, but a bit of trust that this dog can bring back its form that it was showing at Mandra prior. Now, I mentioned Amanda Linnott. Did a bit of research, Cal, because off-air we were, we were saying, who is this new trainer that's come on the scene? Well, only been uh, training for a couple of uh, months now. Got registered back in July. Currently has a couple of dogs in the kennel. Jump in line uh, is one of them. Obviously, uh, was her first winner. You know who she is? She is the daughter of a very prominent trainer, Max Julian. Oh, right, really? Max Julian, yeah. We won't hold that against her. 
No, no I'm, I'm kidding. We love you, Max. We love you. Don't, don't ooh, hope he's not listening. All right, uh, moving right along. Leia, what's the next one on Friday night that we're looking at here? It is race seven, the mix three, four over the 405. A lot of dogs running in good form here. Yeah, certainly shapes is a pretty handy race, this one. Uh, Cal Argon from box one, last start winner in 22.55. This dog's racking up a pretty good record for... Terry Aaron Shaw, seven wins from 12 starts. Uh, Nessie Manelli comes back from a two-month break. Uh, oh, sorry, has returned from a two-month break. Eighth and seventh, a uh, couple of runs back. To, but those were in free-to-all companies. This is a big class drop here. And, and we know prior to her break, she was in good form. Try Catch Me, Nobelium last start. Winners, Sunset Kodiak's another dog I have a lot of time for. Who do we like in this one? Well, I'm glad we picked this race because it's probably the hardest race of the night. But the thing that jumps off of the page is that how much like to make you work, Cal. How much speed there is. Argon's not suited in box one. He wants to get really wide in that bend, which could be a bit of an issue because I don't think he leads this race. Try catch me. He's gone sub 650 early, which is pretty much unheard of. Does get very tired late, and overall hasn't really been that quick. But a dog out in front is definitely hard to catch. Uh, Nezzy uh, Manelli, if he can get on the inside of Argon, can definitely rattle home and. Uh, challenge try catch me nobelium's racing well um sunset kodiak's been racing well and one at massive odds if you did want to play that way galaxy blaster i think it's suited out in box eight been racing over the 380 i think it would derive heaps of improvement going down to the 405 at mandra what are we looking at who are we going for if you had to pick one well if i had to pick one i think try catch me would be favorite um and i'd probably be tipping that way but if i was to have a bet i'm probably more likely to back the eight the galaxy Bla- uh, blaster okay at odds at odds all right all right that's Friday night. Then we swing to headquarters on Saturday. Got to make quick mention here early on in the card. We've got a chaser by the name of Yonder Up Magic. We're going to be speaking to the trainer, Andrew McLaren, a bit later on in the show. This dog, absolutely fire, fire on the Mandra track. Goes to Cannington, completely different greyhound. Uh, we're going to be catching up with Andrew and chatting about uh, about that grain and find out what's going on there. But uh, if, if you're looking at the Mandra form for that dog, maybe put an asterisk next to it when it's racing at Cannington. What about the feature race uh, at Cannington on Saturday night, uh, Leia? We've got the Spring Gifts Heats and in Heat 1, the fantastic Tommy Shelby. Yeah, Tommy Shelby and Heat 2 is a very uh, even affair as well. So gr- great heats coming up. In fact, in that second heat, we've got Fernando's star winner, of the Peter Thomas last week. Uh, we might have a little listen to that win right now. Withers Manelli was checked heavily as well as they go down the back. Star book, Fernando Star together. Camped on them was Sir Monty in behind them. Chomp Manelli West on Bloom. Well back with Shades of Blade as they go off the back and Fernando Star burst the front. In second place now around the outside, Sir Monty and Chomp Manelli around the corner though. Fernando Star's nicely clear and Fernando Star takes out the Peter Thomas by three. Second goes to Sir Monty coming against Star book in the straight. Chomp Manelli was yes, next. Yes, that is uh, Fernando Star, of course, uh, going around again in the second heat. The first heat of this spring gift, as you mentioned, Leia Tommy Shelby, back after about a, a week off. Cal, can anything beat this dog in this race? Well, things can beat it because things can go wrong for Tommy. Picks him nearly drawn next door is not very good for Tommy. I'd say would definitely lead it early. A uh, bit of speed in Naughty Gun coming across. Sir Monty's got good early speed and so does Kurt Lee. So there may be a couple things that go wrong for Tommy Shelby, but he just seems to find a way and get through these fields. Uh, Pixie Minnelli would have to get quite a gap on Tommy Shelby. Tommy Shelby would probably run it down easily. So I think Tommy Shelby would be short and rightfully so, but um, hard to back. 
hard to back because you think there's too much risk at the price it's going to come up at? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm expecting $1.40 around that. $1.40. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you think that's the risk? Yeah. For Tommy? Yeah. Oh, okay. The Tommy Shelby. We're talking about the same dog here. The dog has been winning everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. What about this second heat? Uh, as we mentioned, Fernando Star, Starbook, those two clash again. And Mermaid Manelli in this race, amongst others. This looks like a pretty even affair, this one, doesn't it? Uh, very even. This is probably more of your betting race. Uh, Starbuck drawn one's no good. We saw it last week. Fernando Stark on the outside, and Starbuck just didn't want to run. We talked about that last week on the show. Hopefully the a pressure. few people listened in. Mm. Um, a dog on the outside of Starbuck's no good for Starbuck. Wants to get wide and wants clear running. Uh, from here, it looks really tough. Mermaid Manelli's quick. Kiss Me Linda's quick. Chevy's entry is quick. Incredible Heroes quick. Fernando Star's quick. On the plus side, though, Starbuck, we didn't know that it would get to the front last week because it had to cross so many dogs. The first stage of that plan, Starbuck actually completed. She did get to the front. It just she wasn't be able to get clear enough of Fernando Star to, to, you know, not have that pressure on breathing down her neck, basically. Exactly. So in a race like this, I'd probably be looking towards a Mermo Vanelli, a dog that's going to lead this race easily. There's easily trouble in behind. Uh, there's a lot of dogs vying for that second spot and a lot of dogs that probably do their best work out in the lead on this race. So I think if you get Mermaid Manelli out in front running around the 30-10, I think they could potentially win a race like this. Mermaid won last week uh, over the 4.05. We've mentioned this before, the dog's not jumping as well as it has in the past at the moment. No, but it does have a vacant to the outside here in box five, which I think is key. And Incredible Hero likes to use the track as well. So I think even if it doesn't jump well, it still gets straight to the front. It's the quickest dog by far over the 520. All right. Fernando Star out of box eight here, as mentioned, won, won the Peter Thomas, also won the Mandra Oaks earlier on this year. How do we rate this dog? I'm, uh, it keeps bobbing up. It, it must admit it keeps surprising me at, at what this dog is able to achieve. I think it's got a lot of ability, Fernando Star. I wouldn't be surprised if it's still putting it all together. Uh, it's a dog that uh, won at Mandra and went really quick time. As I said, I think it's improving and improving, and it wouldn't surprise me if there was something not quite right over the past uh, t- two months or so, and it might be finally getting back to the form it showed. It did run down Starbook um, a while back, so it's a dog that's got really good ability. All right, you're going for Mermaid Manelli in there. Happy to be guided by your judgment because that is a tough race. Leia, what's another good race for us to look at on Saturday? Race seven, another good field here. Red Cat Manelli returns and all zipped up, both drawn wide. Yeah, both drawn wide here. Probably the two the two key dogs. But there might be some ones on the inside that can play a part. Red Cat Manelli's interesting one. I want to highlight this dog. First run since the middle of June. Brother to Zach Manelli. I haven't seen that dog return as yet, but we know has a booming finish on it, Red Cat Manelli. Uh, what are we likely to get from this dog first up? Um, I think it will go right fresh. I think fresh over the 5.20 is fine for this dog. Just depends how it comes back. I don't know what the injury was or how it's been trialling, but box eight doesn't suit. I'd probably take it on. I think it will come up pretty short along with all zipped up. All zipped up's got his work cut against him too with Fab's exercise um, in four, a very quick beginner and likes to use the track. Might give a chance for a dog like Chomp Manelli who's been racing in harder races and yep. comes up with box two, can probably position just behind them and is a very strong dog on its night. And another smoky, I reckon, here, dog I don't mind, out of the Lemon Box 5, uh, historic time. Recent form's been pretty good. Yeah, five's tricky, and also Fab's exercise likes to use the track might be a bit tricky, but a dog that doesn't have to lead and will be coming home very strong as well. All right. Uh, all zipped up, by the way. Winner of its past four starts, including Kangton uh, last week, uh, 30.03 was the time there. And to round out... The, 
what we uh, have picked out as the highlights from Saturday night. Race 10, we head towards the 7.15 free-to-all out of box one here, Flake Manelli. Callum, obviously this is just the, the Flake Manelli ch- charity race over the over this journey in a six-dog field. Uh, just wins. But the point you want to make is you think this dog is the best in WA at the moment, Flake Manelli. Yeah, I think it's the best. I think it's very consistent and good at what it does. 600, 715 metres, it can do it at both distances and run really, really quick times. I think it's the best dog. I think it's the most consistent dog. And I think... Um, yeah, he's the best dog in WA. Bold claims when we've got uh, Tommy Shelby running around. Yeah, well, yeah, Tommy Shelby's thereabouts. I think there's other dogs that can go quicker than Tommy Shelby over the 520, so depends how you determine the best dog. Leia, this guy's throwing out some big, big statements this morning. Well, we'll see how it runs on the weekend, and then we'll have a chat to you again next week, Cal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. We're going to have a short break. And on the other side, we'll be catching up with trainer Andrew McLaren. But before that, here's a message from our sponsor. Auto Hours is family-owned and operated, and their number one priority is to get to know you and your car personally. Whether it be a logbook servicing, mechanical repairs, air conditioning, or electrical, they can help. For your convenience, Auto Hours offers after-hours servicing by appointment and has a mobile auto electrical and air conditioning service to your door. Auto Hours at 13 Seven Oaks Street, Bentley. Call 6111-0296. Go to autohours.com.au or check out the Facebook page back after this break. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. We are back and good news, guys, because we've got one of the best in the business with us uh, online, Andrew McLaren. How are you, Andrew? Yes, going quite well on yourselves. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us. Uh, one of the best trainers over a long time over here in WA, Andrew. Uh, you've got the dog we're interested in having a chat to you about uh, is uh, Yonder Up Magic. Uh, now, we, yeah. have to, we, have, <laughs> we have to have to make a kind of uh, what's a disclaimer on this dog. You've got uh, got yeah. her going around at Cannington on Saturday night. Now she is absolutely lightning at Mandra. Cannington, yeah. not so much. Not so what's much. what's going on? Yeah, she just doesn't have a liking for the track. Regrettably, um, look to be honest, she was flying down at Mandra as a pup, eighteen months old, and I'm thinking to myself, and the whole litter was actually. I'm thinking, well, um, I'll tip them out, give them a bit of a spell. Did so. 20-odd months, I brought them back, took them to Cannington, gave her a hand, slipping regrettably, and she fell head over heels, and she's never liked the track since. Wow, okay, and that's been that, because her form at Mandra of late, she's won her last five over the 490-metre journey. The time she's been running, absolutely superb, 27.28 in July, her last start down there, 27.34. These are low-flying times, but just does not translate at Cannington. No, it's very, very frustrating. Uh, to look at it in dollar terms, you think to yourself, yeah, what could be? But, um, you know, we we know we're as good as the uh, dog we've been up against, but we just can't knock them off because she just won't put it all together at Cannington, which is very frustrating. So, Andrew, can you rectify this at all? I don't think so. 
Um, I've taken her there a fair few times. She's been around the track probably five times, and um, I very didn't. Well, I weren't going to take her there this Saturday night. I thought, no, well, there's there's no race for her on Friday night at Mandra. Um, I might just uh, give her the week off, but I'm thinking, no, hang on, this she's flying. You don't stop a dog when they're flying, so. She might learn to go around there. She might learn to like it, but she just doesn't get excited when you get out of the car. As soon as you get out of the car, she switches off. Yeah, right. And it's just the, the, the mannerisms even prior to the race uh, arriving the track. So Mandra, she's energetic and upbeat, and at Cannington, completely different. Is that right? 100%, yes. Wow. Yes. It's incredible, right. the personalities of these greyhounds, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Look, well... I've had some of them that um, wouldn't go a yard at Mandra and fly around Cannington, which isn't a bad problem to have. Um, <laughs> but regrettably, this one's around the other way. On the reverse. A dog that did fly around Cannington back in the day was Yonder Up Tank. Uh, he's one of my favourite dogs. When he ran over that 600 metres and went that really quick time around the 34-55 range, uh, he was absolutely flying. Um, good memories yeah. from him, I imagine. Absolutely sensational. We were we were very un, unlucky with him, I'm afraid. Uh, met to an, an unfortunate end, but regrettably these things happen. But we had a, uh, a group one in our sights over in Melbourne, but it never quite eventuated. That's called racing. Another, yeah, that, that Yonder Up line's actually been pretty good for you, hasn't it? Yonder Up Dozer, another very handy dog that's come out of that. This has been through an association with had, you've had with, uh, with, your, with your owner, Rod Griffiths, there, and you, you've had a lot of these good Yonder Up dogs. Yes, definitely, definitely. Rod likes to uh, play around with different breeds, this, that, the other, and when one dries up, he'll go searching. He, he's always looking for strengths, which is a great thing to do. Try and get 700, 600-metre dogs if you possibly can. Um, everybody's flooded with two and 300-metre dogs. Uh, it's a lot harder to find these strong ones, so that's what we're trying to do at the moment, and he doesn't do a bad job at it. A lot harder to find them. Also, a lot harder to train them as well, isn't it? Well, it is. The thing is, you have to sprint and stay. Um, generally, with your stays, you'll find that... Um, I might get shot for saying this, but um, they generally don't try 100%, most of them. They're not, not really going as hard as they can, so therefore they can stay nicely, whereas your, um, your short-course dogs, they'll ping and go like mad, whereas your 500-metre dogs, you've got, to be, you've got to come out hard yet come home hard, so they are the hardest ones to get. A stayer will pace themselves, Andrew. Maybe that's a more dis- diplomatic way of p- putting it. That sounds magnificent. <laughs> Let's stick with that. All right. So this association with had you've had with Rod uh, over several years now, obviously it's great when a trainer and an owner get together and you, you, you have that uh, relationship that, that does go on over a long period of time. Yeah, well, uh, I think I've known Rod since I've been here. This is my 20th year now, and um, yeah, pretty well been mates ever since coming over here. So uh, I watched him one night punting, and I said to him, you're, um, I think you're punting on the wrong dog. He says, I know what I'm doing, and uh, lo and behold, his dog didn't do any good. The one that I said went <laughs> okay, and um, lo and behold, we've been mates ever since. Andrew, do we have any more coming through the underup line? No, regrettably, we don't. We had a, a bit of a bad run. We had a bunch of bitches that just did not come, didn't come on season, as simple as that. So we just have nothing, but we've got Yonder Up Lauren and Yonder Up Dip. They're down the front, and we're hoping that they both come in season shortly. And um, 
I can get back into breeding again. Uh, I'm setting the place up to do just that because the, the dogs from Victoria have dried up. Once upon a time, we were inundated where that doesn't happen anymore. So you, you have to be self-sufficient. A dog that's in good form, more diamonds, has won back-to-back races, was very good from box one, two starts ago, and, a, and was a good win uh, last start. Um, that dog's shown a bit of improvement, has gone over the 520 in the past. Will that dog step up? Yeah, I'm thinking she will. I was nearly going to put her back in this Tuesday over the 490, but she played up a little bit not too long back, and there wasn't much in it, but she has to be re-stewarded, shall we say, over the um, 500 to uh, to be able to race there. So I might be getting that done very shortly. That was a nice run the other day. Yeah, one of your two winners that you had uh, from Tuesday night, you ended up Sheila, the other one, which won her maiden. So possibly a bit of hope there. Obviously, Andrew, the, the kennel probably not firing as it, as it has for you in the previously. You, you know, you, you've had pretty high standards, maybe not quite hitting that at the moment. But you ended up Sheila, more diamonds and also magic. Uh, you know, a little bit of hope there that these ones will keep kicking on for you. Oh, definitely, definitely. Look, Yonder Up Sheila's um, a lot faster than Yonder Up Magic, believe it or not. Um, but she's just, she hasn't quite worked everything out yet, but once she does, um, I think you'll see a vastly different dog. All right. And and Cannington performer, let's hope. I believe so. All right. Let's I believe so. so. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, she's, there's nothing gone wrong there. So um, I hope to be doing that very shortly. Some other dogs that are going well. Lou Lee uh, is really good out the boxes. Back to the 302 uh, suits. Box six might be a little tricky getting across, but was racing well too. Uh, racing was a good winner too back. Yes, look, she is going well. Uh, she's been a problem child. She's got bad wrists and just problems all over the place. She's a bit of a nightmare, to be honest. She's a week-to-week proposition, but what I have worked with her is don't race her twice over the 405, drop her back, and uh, just seem to keep it together a lot better. So, yeah, it's just a matter of managing her uh, week-to-week. And any excuse back to the 405 this week I thought was uh, was a good move, and I think we'll be winning that race tonight. Yeah, look, I suppose I might have been a week early last week. She came out good. She did everything right, um, but she was well and truly spent. Um, yeah, she she didn't have any excuses. I, I had to provide them for her that I put her in probably a week early going over the 490, but I will be putting her back over that. But um, I'd say she should go good tonight and uh, possibly do the four, um, 405 again next week, 490 after that. Andrew, the decision 20 years or so ago to move across to WA from Victoria paid dividends over the over the long run, hasn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, hell yes, yes, yes. Um, highly recommended to most people. But, look, there's good sides and there's bad sides. Bad sides is all my families over there, and uh, you, you do miss them, that is for sure. But have I enjoyed my time over here? Definitely. If you had to make a compare, well, you would have seen a big change, I guess, in the in the local industry in the time that you've been over here. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we've become more professional over here. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of things change over here. Some some for the good, some not so. But um, mainly, it's it's mainly good over here. I think mainly good. All right, excellent. We can't let you go without talking about Vocal Enforcer. Uh, probably the best dog you've had in your kennel. This, <laughs> this dog was absolutely outstanding. Obviously, a, a greyhound of the year. You must have very fond memories of this dog. He is a better dog than people realise. He was an absolute brilliant dog. You know, he never got his first box one until start number 50. 
Wow. Um, says a lot for him. He raced out of horrible boxes. He raced against high company. I, I didn't hide him from anything. And back then, I didn't bother with country grades. I used to just sweep them straight through. And uh, as soon as any big race came up, um, I didn't dodge dodge them. We went straight into them. And um, he was no superstar on the clock. But what he was was a superstar race dog. He was a sensational race dog. He just loved to race and had a real good brain on his shoulder. He could pick his way through a field, and they're hard to come by. Yeah, he certainly was. And, and as you mentioned, the competition he was up against that era, I think you caught the tail of Pedrosa in terms of the competition that he was up against. But also, I think your main rivals, I remember always yourself, uh, the vocal enforcer that was, Hot Irish and Uno Reltop, those three really high-end uh, race dogs in that period and always seemed to be coming up against each other. It was a wonderful era, I thought, of, um, of sprint racing. And he actually came up against the mighty Miata a couple of times and knocked her off both times. So that's not a bad little feather in his cap too. Oh, you're talking about some seriously good dogs then, aren't we? Absolutely, absolutely. And they were, they were wonderful dogs, wonderful dogs. So um, we were lucky to see them come through. Um, I'd like to see another Miata come through, and I'd like to have a hold of the lead. <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? You'd take another vocal enforcer, though, I'm sure. Oh, definitely, absolutely, every day of the week. <laughs> All right, well, hey, maybe one of these ones coming up through. Hey, when Yundrup Magic turns things around at Cannington, who knows? Could happen. Well, all we, we'll find out on uh, on Saturday night, but I'd keep your money in your pocket. All right, good stuff, Andrew. Love an honest answer. Thanks for joining us and, and all the best. Good on you. Thanks for that. That was Andrew McLaren. Great to have a chat. Uh, more on the other side of this break. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to the Go Greyhounds, brought to you by Auto Owls. Leia, Ernest, it's been a real pleasure to have you with us today. You'll be joining us for the next uh, month or so on the show. Tab Radio, you're doing a great job out there. But Greyhounds has certainly become your focus. You've expo- been exposed to all three codes, but you love the Greyhounds the most. What's what's the appeal of it for you? Well, to be honest, since I've started at Tab Radio, I've been exposed to Greyhounds more working, especially in the evenings where there's barely any thorough, well, no thoroughbred racing, I should say, and mainly Greyhounds. I've gravitated towards it because I feel I understand it more. I've been to Cannington a few times and I love the energy on track. It's a very fast pace as well, so it gets the adrenaline pumping a little bit. And, yeah, I love following dogs like Tommy Shelby, Cindy's Oliver, one of my favourites as well. So good to keep following some greyhounds, especially when I'm in the studio and on track. It's just, yeah, good to get into that. Yeah, well, certainly we've heard good reports about your interest in the sport uh, as well and your ability to, to learn things up. So it's great to have you with the show, and hopefully uh, you'll be not taking notes about how to run a radio show from Cal and I. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Look, Cal, last week we had a chat about dogs that run wide. This week I want to have a chat to you uh, about dogs that lead, uh, specifically when to get on them and when not, because some leaders have different traits, right? Exactly. I think the the first thing you got to note is in dog racing, you generally want to be on the leader. So when I'm when I'm doing the map, I'm 
looking for the speed and I'm putting extra emphasis on the leader. I think the stats are, I think, about 80% of 85% of leaders win dog races. So it is hard to come from behind, but there are certain leader traits that can be poor. The first one is that some dogs do need to lead to win, and if they don't lead, they don't run as well. Obvious examples would be Hurricane Tears. Uh, if it do- that dog doesn't find the lead, it doesn't run at all, and then you can look for other opportunities for dogs to place in the race. I think a good one was when Flake Minnelli was in the race. Hurricane Tears was not going to lead Flake Minnelli, so Hurricane Tears wasn't going to go as well, and So Tough ended up um, romping past it and placing. So when was this? When, this how long ago uh, was this? Two weeks ago. Yep. So there's little angles there. Flake Minnelli used to be one where if, was, yeah. um, you, if she didn't lead, you wouldn't see her best. Um, now she, is is Flake overcome? Because can can dogs develop? Because can do, you know they start with the early speed, and obviously that's a great trait to have. But if they if they remain as one trick ponies, yeah. which is what we thought Flake was, uh, that's not necessarily a good thing. But Flake we think has developed another string to her bow, right? Yeah, it's depending for what reason. Hurricane Tears won't ever change that way. He's set in stone. Uh, Flake Minnelli with racing potentially could. We haven't really seen her have to do it in a race that often. She's obviously uh, pretty much gone to the front. When she has been in the back of the field, she's got through the field, but she hasn't gone past the leader yet. So it's hard to know whether Flake Minnelli is 100% over it, but I think she's improving race in race one. Another example to a lesser degree is probably Naughty Gun. Definitely does he, uh, does his best work, uh, does her best work on the arm, and if she, uh, if she doesn't lead, I don't think she f- uh, f- uh, figures in the finish. The other uh, variable you've got is that some dogs, because they have such a high cruising speed through the middle section, if they don't lead, they're trapped behind dogs and they can't exert that. Um, a good example for that one is uh, the good old mighty Buster the Brute. If he can't find his... Leia, we've Every the... time. <laughs> Got to throw it in there sometime, Cal. <laughs> we thought we were going to get through a show, but no. Nearly. Okay, go. If go. he doesn't find the lead, he can't... Um, his best... His best uh, uh, period in the race between the in the 520 is the 380 boxes around the back. If he's sitting behind a dog, he then doesn't get past the dog and fades out. So, so he needs luck to find a gap, basically. Yeah, but he can he can lead most of his races. He's got good early speed, but does need to lead and lead by margin against the good dogs. And then overall, you want dogs that can do it all. And Tommy Shelby's come into that type of dog. He can lead and run really good time. He can also come from behind, navigate his way through the field, and doesn't necessarily need to lead to win. So Tommy Shelby's probably... One of the best all-round dogs we have in WA, and that's the end goal you want, a dog that can just do it all. The reason I wanted to raise this topic is I spoke to you off-air, Cal, about, uh, and we'll talk maybe a bit more about this dog uh, later on the show, Al J, winning the qualifying trial last week, led for most of the journey. What I liked about it is it was pressured uh, throughout the trip and still was able to to hold on. One that's made last night as well, coming from a different way. Now, when we look at a, a result like that, regardless of which dogs are, are we impressed by the fact that the leader is able to hold out that pressure or are we, uh, or do we look at the dog that was pressuring it and wasn't able to take the lead and go, well, is that dog not good enough to, to win that race, if, if, if that makes sense? Yeah, qualifying trials, obviously, the first time out. I'd probably put both... Um well, forget okay. Forget the qualifying trial scenario. Just in a in a race in general, you got a dog that leads. You got a dog on its outside. The dog that leads is able to maintain that lead and hold off the pressure. It looks impressive, but is it more about the dog that's putting the pressure on, not being able to come over the top, than it is than the leader being able to hold on? I think the leader has more of an advantage in that sense. I think it's good for a dog to hold off a dog and see another dog and want to respond. And that dog did respond and put a margin into the other one on the outside late. I think. 
for the outside one. Um, I think it's harder to do a lot more work off the fence in the run. And given that dog, I know you said don't, but it was a quality trial and can derive a lot of improvement off that run. But often you see dogs, they level up. They, the, the, one on, the, the one that's putting the pressure on has the momentum. There's a lot of examples of that, and that's one another area you can look at for dogs that certainly loom up and don't go on with it, and that's a good edge to have as well. All right, okay. And how, how do we pick them, basically? Just uh, by watching replays? Watching replays um, over and over, you see little habits. Uh, major one I look for is change in stride. All right, okay. Some handy tips there, hopefully, for <laughs> all you punters out there. Speaking of punters, we're going to be talking with David Short on the other side of this break. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to the show. Joining us now is David Short from Tab Touch. How are you, Shorty? Very well, thank you, JB. To yourself, Cal, Leia, everyone tuned in. Nice to be with you. Yeah, good to have you with us. Uh, we're going to have a look at uh, some racing ahead. But before that, last night at Cannington, we saw some uh, very nice racing, not least of which was the heats of the Spring Maiden Classic, three of those heats. I was really, really excited about the winner of the first heat, our Jay here, but uh, some good results in the other heats as well. Definitely. A barefoot tycoon taking out the second of the heats there for Enzo Cradelli in 30 and 28, up uh, close to the speed for most of the way, just running down lightning slim late in the piece. And Recall Express taking out the third of those heats for Margaret Heppel, 30 and 18. Um, that made uh, it the fastest of the qualifiers. Looking forward to that final next week. Yeah, all three uh, heat winners paid pretty decent odds, I thought. So the final shapes to be an interesting one. Yeah, they are all at each way odds, weren't they? All around that $5 mark. So, um, yeah, I think we're in for a very even race and uh, should be um, the box draw is going to be crucial, I'd suggest. Now, we all know about the excitement around Sunset Spitfire. Obviously, uh, clocking that really nice time at Mandra last Friday night. Uh, but the litter in general uh, looks to be pretty good, and two of them got up uh, last night. They certainly did. Sunset Nuclear in race number five for Dave Hobby was a 30-30 and 30 winner, won by four and a quarter lengths um, in the early stages, punched up and um, took over a fair way from home, went on for a nice win. And Sunset Firefly over the shorter trip, 380 metres. Uh, the key to that race was finding the top Sunset Firefly, a dog that uh, has had um, a couple of issues on the way through. Um, on the arms, the right spot for this dog. It's got a big engine when uh, able to wind up, and we got to see that last night. Likely to see this uh, Greyhound more at Cannington now, do you think? It has raced primarily at Mandra. I think they'll probably keep it to shorter trips and in races where it can find the top and lead um, like it did last night, and they'll get their results. All right. Any other uh, big ones uh, or notable ones out of uh, last night's racing? I think Quara Xavier on the downgrade was a good winner of the free-for-all over the 380 metres, overcoming that wide draw. Didn't mind the chances of perfect zoomer. It just got too far out of the ground, and Quara Xavier, strong performance. It'll go back up the grades now and take on some of the better sprinters over the 380 and 400 metres. Mega Kuna was a good winner in sub-30. I thought this was probably the winner of the night, to be honest, for the chilly man, Mickey Johnson. And the runner-ups now run two good races in a row at massive odds. It's one to keep on side over the next little patch, Bartux. 
Shorty, what about Thursday? Thursday chasing tonight, Leah, and it's uh, an interesting card. I don't think it was super easy. There are a, a few races that I'm happy to get involved with. Race two, number seven, Matsumi, is a dog that's won two of the last four, has gone as quick as 17.24 here. Impressed by Mask Gladiator to this point, it comes up with a cherry, so they looked a nice Penella Pay numbers one and seven in race number two. Deeper into the card, uh, Waringa getting a start from box uh, one in race seven as reserve number nine in the green and white stripes. I thought it's a super chance, Waringa, a box one bandit, loves the inside. Clear dangers raised the bridge. I thought they'd run first and second, so again, a nice Quinella Play numbers two and nine there in race number seven. They're the, the key races that I'm focusing in on personally tonight. And another that um, it's only a pay and one two only race, but in race 11, there's a dog drawn box eight, mine, not yours, being placed six out of seven from box number eight. It'll be one of the outsiders of the field. And with it being pay one and two only, it's probably not a great place bet. But if you're having trifectas and first fours, make sure you include mine, not yours at cricket score odds there in race 11 off that excellent record from box eight, placed six out of seven. Yeah, I like the race seven there, that, that free-to-all over the 302. Razor Bridge won past two starts. We couldn't get, unfortunately, Shorty, we couldn't get Oriental Owen up to his 50th uh, last start. But Stevie Richards, who knows, could be going on another winning tear here with Razor Bridge. Absolutely, yeah. Once spoke to Steve doing an interview with him last week. He's really happy with this dog, uh, Raise the Bridge. Good addition to his kennels, and you'd expect uh, that he's the logical sort of replacement for Oriental Owen as Owen gets towards the end. Raise the Bridge, a younger dog with similar ability levels, will win plenty of races here in the West for him. May well be uh, race number seven there tonight with the clear danger of the Nine Moringa. All right. Uh, what about uh, towards the weekend, Friday night? Uh, Mandra again, and then Cannington Saturday. Well, JB, grey and gold yesterday was the giveaway with the Fairy Floss runner here. <laughs> Rouge, uh, box number eight, loves it out there. 13 starts, six wins, five placings. Um, it's a grade two racing against all other grade five dogs. It is a graded moral there. Race two, oh, number eight, Rouge. Sure, gotta, gotta pull you up on that. It, 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 yeah, there's one thing against it, and you know what that is. What's that? Come on, it's South Australian. Come on. <laughs> no offence oh, to our South Australian oh, listeners oh, out there. Oh, we're only joking. We're only joking. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, the, the city of churches, we love you very much. <laughs> but uh, Rouge uh, certainly heading into this race, starting to hit its straps. I think uh, it's crossed the border and we can almost claim it as a sand groper now, given how yep. long it's been here, JB. So we'll, uh, we'll certainly uh, take those crow's jumpers off and get Rouge over the line <laughs> in race two, number eight. Race three, uh, sticking with the same rug, the pinky Sudoku Jaguar. Um, very, very well suited in this sort of race. Four tries here, two wins, two placings from four attempts over the shorter trip. And deeper into the program, I thought that uh, Too Good John could run a cheeky race in race nine, number six. They're my three for Friday night there at Mandra. All right, big uh, race meeting coming up at Cannington on Saturday night. Heats of the spring gift. Uh, we've got the best dog in the state, according to me, not according to Callum Robson. Uh, Tommy Shelby going around in the first heat there. He's pretty hard marker if you oh, haven't got Tommy oh. on top right now. I'd suggest uh, Tommy <laughs> goes around in the first of the spring gift heats. He'll be awfully hard to beat. Um, inside draw suitable. He'll, he'll blow these up. Uh, deeper into the program, race seven, number two, Chomp Manelli looks to be drawn beautifully. It's a nice each-way play. And I think we'll save the best till last, the Cherry Bomber, Max Bow. Race 12, number one, inside draw is the key to this race. Uh, won a similar race from box two going back a few starts ago. Maxi will be too good. Send us home a winner in the last... Race 12, number one, the best bet of the weekend. Callum's gone quiet. He has gone back into his shell here. 
He threw out a theory early on the, early on the show that Flake Manelli's the best dog in the state, not uh, Tommy Shelby. In fact, he said Tommy Shelby's not even the, the best 520 dog. He said uh, you were making a case for Sunset Spitfire, weren't you? Yeah. Hell. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well depends how you gauge, <laughs> depends how you gauge the best dog, but um, I would have thought Sunset Spitfire would have to be up there. It, it, it's the fastest dog over the distance, whether or not it can do it in a field against dogs here on its home track, away over at Wentworth Park at Group 1 level, taking on the state's best week in, week out. Time will tell. Right now, the points are on the board. The cookies are in the jar for our man Tommy, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I'm with you, Shorty. Uh, I like the potential of <laughs> Sunset, but... Uh... Callum, he's come out with another good one. That's why we have him on the show, for these to, these talking oh, points. JB, these young blokes like to get ahead of themselves, don't they? <laughs> hey, mate, one week at a time, Cal. You'll learn on the way through. One week at a time. Don't, don't be looking back on what happened last week. New game to look forward to this week. Yeah, Flake's pretty new to the old industry. <laughs> oh, wow. So we're going to bring up the what's stronger form, sprint form or staying form. This is a dog that only three months ago I heard you say on radio that if it doesn't lead, it can't win a race. And now you're comparing it to Tommy Shelby. Suck it away, young man. Oh, dear. Good stuff, isn't it? All right. Shorty, best of luck for the weekend. Great uh, talking to you. And, um, yeah, we'll catch up with you next week. A lot of fun, guys. All the very best. Many winners to all the punters over the weekend. Indeed. All right, Calm. Any other winners for us? And, you know, we want some sensible commentary from you today. We haven't had a whole lot so far. Yeah, well, I'm hoping one of odds can get up tonight. Race 7, number 6, Happy Rage. It's in the free-for-all that you were talking about. Um, you're all uh, all against Razor Bridge and Moringa. I think Happy Rage can lead and win this race, and <laughs> okay. you're getting a big price to find out. A race 8, number 2, uh, Me- uh, Mika's Boy, I think, will be leading and winning. On to Friday night, race 1, number 1, Weston R is key to this dog's box 1. Dives to the fence early, uh, can get the fence. Races off the fence, strangely enough, but has uh, got really good ability. Quality trialed very quick over the 490. And race four, number eight, one time square, perfectly drawn out in box eight, wants to use a lot of the track and can rattle home. All right, so race one, number one, Western Aries, and race four, number eight, eight, one time square. That's for Friday night. All right, Cal, thank you very much for your thoughts. Leia Ernest, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I look forward to being back next week. Indeed, looking forward to that. That's pretty much all we've got for the show. Thanks for joining us. Of course, uh, thanks also to our sponsor, Auto Owls, uh, your friendly mechanical and auto electrical specialist, 24 hours a day. Make sure you get on board with Auto Owls. That's it. Catch you next week. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.